Yes, welcome back to the Mate How Good Was podcast with me, Josh. And me, Donna. Don, ooh, a little bit of sh- shadow boxing again there. Okay, you lovely. know me, mate, getting into the podcast spirit. You fucking hard bastard. And I, it, we are recording, we are recording. We've had some technical difficulties. It still says recording the top corner. I can't see Jaffs, who is running this, but I'm going to assume it's still recording. Don, ooh. Mate, you're looking good today. Thanks, mate. I've put on a shirt dedicated to a certain player that we're doing a podcast about, but that is not that won't be revealed until tomorrow. <laughs> or if you're listening to it, you already know. Nah, because you won't, because this will come out Thursday and the player pod will come out Friday, baby. Uh, and I'm not saying who it is, Donna, because I'm a kooky random type of guy. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I won't allude to that anymore then. Yeah, no, don't no more illusions. No more illusions, Dynamo. We're good with that. Um Right, let's start with let's start with um there's only one place to really start in there since our last podcast. Well, good evening. Nah, good ah. evening. Nah, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave Man United for as long as humanly possible. Good evening. What uh what an, you said to me on a podcast last week, you literally said the words over the course of the next three games I'll probably take four to six points and you took nine. Who knows at the over wheel? The last four, we took ten. Three. Last three games. You said no, it was over didn't. three games. Oh yeah, sorry. Who did we play? Because you had I can't remember who you had before Man City and We we beat Spurs, we drew with yeah. Bournemouth, we beat Man City, and we beat Arsenal. Yeah, that was it. Sorry, you said you take sorry. six points out of all of those games. Yeah, that's massive. And you've ended up with ten. Um, the title charge is on. <laughs> Were you there? Do you know what? I'm at, yeah, I was there. Um oh. Yeah, I was there. Um <laughs> Mate, the atmosphere was insane. For a team that was like we were we were, pe- we were penned in for for the majority of the game, I'd say definitely the second half anyway. Um, the atmosphere was just mental. It was like it. I think it probably helped that the referee had, quite, from what I could see in the stand, it's probably a lot different when you're watching it on TV. The performance he put was fucking shocking. But then our mate Woolley, who was who came with me, who was an Arsenal fan, sat in the away end, said the exact same thing. He thought the referee was shocking. So. I don't know. It's it's it's, a, it's hard, isn't it? Like, um, I think I think as as <clears throat> as games go, it wasn't a great one for the spectator. I wouldn't have thought, um, but f- doesn't really matter, does it? When when you go beat the champions on a Wednesday and then go and beat their closest their closest contenders on the Saturday, you, pff, I couldn't give a fuck, mate. I thought it was fucking quality. Yeah, agreed. I also think as well, like what you're saying about the ref performance being shocking. I watched the, I, I didn't actually watch the game, but I watched the highlights and both of the decisions that were seen as like quite controversial. Right? I feel like I would, I understand the point of a view of being aggrieved because two of them have happened in one game. Hmm. And I, I mean, I don't know. I think that maybe the handball is a bit soft. I don't know. Because I just don't know what the letter of the law is. It, if that got given or didn't get given, I wouldn't, I wasn't surprised either way. Um, but it's the it's it's feeding into that siege mentality then versus us thing that Arsenal are absolutely desperate for at the moment, isn't it? It's so boring, mate. I'm done I'm done with that. Um the team reflects the manager, I think. The whole game, all I could see was Jesus on the floor, then like remonstrating to the referee for fouls for like just just contact. Like it, it it's never none of them are fouls. Even the penalty, even the penalty decision that he's appealing for kicks the bottom of his boot I'm not that's not a penalty is it no I don't think it was a penalty no 
I'm not having. That I think I'd, I'd understand. I'd under, but I'd also understand because like there were two decisions that went against them. I would understand why they would feel aggrieved, and, and I do actually. I understand that quite a bit, but more so for the handball than the penalty one. I, d- I didn't think the penalty one was ever a penalty. But to be fair to the referee, for both of those decisions, he's gone no. He's straight away. So the the penalty, he 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 says no, no foul, play on, and for the for the handball, he's blown it for the handball. Um, I think. For the penalty, if if he maybe doesn't see it, yeah, and they they, they might give it, but yeah, I think because he's so clear with his with his decision, I don't think they're going to overturn that. Um, and then I think with the handball, maybe if he doesn't give it, they might bring it back. But I think because he's said no, no he he's seen it and he said no handball from it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He said he said sorry. He said handball. If he hasn't. And he's let the goal stand. I reckon they still bring it back and disallow it. Yeah, that's when it comes into the clear and obvious thing, doesn't it? Whether, um, whether, the, like, but it's in the in the sense of the fact that the referees. That's almost where you can kind of accept it a little bit more when the referee has made a decision, and you whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, at least he's made a decision as opposed to spending two minutes looking over it to try and see if he can pick out something like an arse hair being offside or something like that, trying to pick at something. You've gone, he's made that decision. Yeah, it might some will think it's right, some will think it's wrong. We move on. It take it, it in the ground, mate, it took so long for them to come to a decision on, on the handball. And usually you, you hear it all the time, don't you? Like, no one has a clue. There was a guy in front of me. I was looking at his phone. He texted his wife and was like, handball question mark? And by the time he sent the message, he, he, he sent the message, closed his phone, put it back in his pocket. I thought, by the time you get, by the time you get a response, <laughs> the referee's probably going to have something from VAR. And I reckon another two minutes passed after that. He checked his phone, still no response from his wife. Um, and still nothing from VAR. But yeah, I've seen Howard Webb's come out and said that the ref, they got it right, basically, that Cash hasn't tried to make himself bigger or like obstruct the ball. His, his, his hands are in a, probably, I would say, in a defending his, his natural position in it. Um, but because Havertz control, I mean, if, if it's deliberate or not, he controls the ball with his hand and scores as a result. So I know it's a different rule, but it's, yeah. It's hard, isn't it? This <laughs> is pretty hard. I think the I think the I think VAR needs to have a time limit on it, because that I think that eradicates the clear and obvious thing, and that being an error. I think if you look, if you need to look at something for four minutes, it's not clear and obvious. Is you should have ninety seconds to look at something, and if you realise there's a mistake in ninety seconds, and that means that it is clear and obvious, because this clearly isn't. It's the amount of time it's taken. Like I said, the no, the lack of transparency with fans and stuff is shit. Like. That guy texting his that guy texting his wife because the, you're going to know more from sitting and watching telly. But you, even then, sitting and watching telly, you don't have more of an idea because they're like, oh, and you don't actually know whether they're going to give it or not. They don't show the incident on the screen, so at least at home you're getting an idea of whether or not it's going to be given or whether it should be given. And then, yeah, I think it's just stupid. They should show the VAR on the screens. I don't know why yeah, they agreed. don't show it because it's not going to make a difference, is it? Like if you give the decision one way or the other, the fans are going to be pissed off, aren't they? One set of fans are going to be more furious than the other set of fans. It's not going to cause a riot, which I think is what they probably think is going to happen. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it now, I think. I, I think I'm, I'd rather a referee just makes a decision there and then and we stick with it and then we talk about it after the game and go, oh, I could, probably could have done better there. Yeah. 
I mean the I mean to like examples of that of like the whole fuck VAR agenda is like the the Onyeka tackle. Do you see that the Onyeka tackle in the Sheffield um Sheffield Brentford game? It is like a hundred percent a leg breaker, nothing. Christian Romero's tackle on Callum Wilson is a hundred percent a red card, like nothing. And you think you think, well, if if the ref's seen that and not given a red card, it's almost like, oh, I shit refereeing. But you can kind of accept it because it's like it's human error. Whereas someone looks at it and goes, those are two absolute leg breakers and neither they've been sent off for either of them. It's just a shambles, man. It is a shambles. It, it, can, it can be so good for stuff like that, like picking them out. But yeah, it's the referee in charge of the VAR. You're just like, oh, just... But it's the fact that they pick them out and still get it wrong. That's that's the bit that fucking baffles me is you look at it, you pick out the mistakes, you pick out the fact that there's something that all oh, you should have another look at, but then they go, nah, better not. And then just fuck it off. It's mental. Um, on another, just on a slightly different note, I want to take this opportunity from both of us. I'm going to say more so maybe for me than both of us to publicly apologise to Tom Kearney. Um, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we last week we were like Tom Kearney, shit. Fulham scored ten in two games, and he's by all accounts been outstanding. Well, I watched the highlights; he was outstanding, and apparently by all accounts he was outstanding the other day. And I was listening to someone on another podcast earlier going, "Wow, Tom Kearney is absolutely outstanding." And we were like, "He's fucking crap." <laughs> Tom Kearney, you're welcome. Yeah, to, yeah. I actually think Tom Curdy listened to us and got fucking rattled, and that's why he became so good. So I just want to publicly apologise to you, Tom Curdy. Sorry, mate. Um, Raúl Jiménez back and scoring goals as well is a proper throwback, isn't it? Mate, what a header! What yeah, a fucking unreal, header against West Ham for a man that had a serious head injury. That is a fucking brilliant header because I would not be heading that if I'd had my fucking head kicked in. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a brilliant goal. What a ball as well. Yeah. Yeah, unreal, man. They look good. I mean, it, it's obviously something that's going to stop at some point soon. But they look good. Um, one thing I did want to I, I did want to come back on just while we were talking about Villa is um, something that I'm. I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, I've heard people being like, "Oh, can, can Villa do a title charge?" No, I kind of understand that. I respect that. And obviously, Emmy came out afterwards and said, "I believe we can do it." Blah blah. But the narrative that I'm starting to hear quite a lot that I really don't like is the Villa of the new Leicester. I really don't like it. I, re- I really it's don't same, like it. it. No, it's not because Leicester were a team of players that played in the Premier League and were mid-table, lower-table players other than like Mahrez. They escaped relegation on the last day of the season before. Yeah, and they had and they had Mares, who was a bit of an unknown entity. And Kante obviously ended up being a world-class unknown entity. Um, and Vardy obviously had an extremely good season. Whereas Villa are going and buying top players and are bringing in top talents. So it's no surprise that they're doing really well and they've got a brilliant manager. Like, Pau Torres, Pau Torres, half the country wanted Pau Torres. Like, United City, we've all been linked with Pau Torres. Kamara, half the country wanted Kamara. Like, John McGinn is a top midfielder. Douglas Louise is a top midfielder, always gets linked with big clubs. Diaby was linked with all of the big clubs. Bailey, when you had him, Bailey, like, sort of before you had him, was linked with all of the top clubs. Luca Dina cost 30 million and was linked with top clubs. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you've got, it's not like you've got Danny Drinkwater and Christian Fuchs performing out of their skin. You've got a lot of players that would play for a lot of big clubs. I can see why they would make the comparison in the sense it's a team that's charging, like, charging? Charging um, for the title. Um, that is like is the non-traditional teams um, and we haven't really seen anyone other than Leicester actually challenge the title outside of the traditional big six um, I think 
Yeah, I think it's a lazy comparison. It's nothing like that. It's absolutely nothing like that. I thought the same thing. I heard someone say that as well, and I thought, no, nothing like that. If Villa, if, if Villa did just, for example, go on to win it, it'd be an amazing, it'd be an amazing achievement, but you can't even compare it to what Leicester did. No. One of our one of our topics that we've spoken about a couple of times is um we speak we've we've spoken about Chelsea a few times and we've spoken about Reese James and whether they should sell or not. And I can't, but he's out for another three months. Um, and that means that I think even, I think Malagusto's injured at the moment as well. Um, but they, I mean, look, we will we will touch on United at some point. Um, by the way, just to say as well, we're recording this prior to um, Man United six one loss to Bayern Munich. So um, <laughs> if that's happened, like I said, six thirty five on the twelfth of December, we recorded this. So if that has happened, that's me being a genius. But um, Chelsea man are just batshit, and they. Have you seen? Did you watch the Everton game? Watch highlights as again. Unfortunately, they're just watch so it. disjointed as a team. They don't. They don't look like they have like a style of play really. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just like they've been. They have. They have. Well, they have. They've been thrown together. Um, yeah, yeah. They cut. They don't seem to like. I, I know they got Jackson now, but uh, uh, their focal point is just. <sighs> whenever I whenever I watch Chelsea, the highlights seem to pretty much always be. Uh, Fernandez shooting from outside the box. That seems to be pretty much all of their highlights. Um, I might be wrong, but that's 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 what I tend to notice quite a lot. Um, but yeah, they don't create enough chances. They're, they're shite, and they don't they don't they've got no clin- like the lack of clinical play at the top. I, who knows if Nkunku can come in and be brilliant? The 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 thing is, is I think Nkunku's obviously got a proven goal scoring record and has been a brilliant player at Leipzig, but it just feels like you, it just feels like Chelsea's a bit of a graveyard now. I was reading, I was reading, I, I was reading earlier as well. Obviously, they're, apparently they're they're willing to let Conor Gallagher go because he doesn't want to take a contract extension, and they're willing to listen to offers for Axel Dzassi. Like you bought him in fucking, you bought him in the summer. He is crap, though. He is crap, but you bought, <laughs> but you bought him in the summer. Like what? Like the there's uh, and I, I think that I think now I think the loss on the weekend is the first time that I kind of feel like they're not getting away with it anymore. Like the media aren't just the media aren't just sort of going, oh, you know, Chelsea, they'll be all right. Pochettino, lovely bloke, great manager, blah blah. I feel like they're actually starting to go right, right. What the fuck is happening here? Because you're, you've spent a billion pound and you're twelve. I, I I fully blame the manager. I know they'll they'll probably a lot of Chelsea fans will turn around and say, oh, it's it's the signings and the massive like uh, turnover of players. But I'm sorry, but Chelsea are twelfth in the league. Like they. Ca- I know it's a large turnover, but Pochettino, if he was, if he is the top manager that everyone makes him out to be, they would not be twelve. Yeah. If Ange had, if Ange, if Ange had that side, he's not twelve, is he? Nah, not a chance. Not a chance in hell. I think top managers, a top manager would would pull them out of this like this fucking mess that they find themselves in at the moment. Yeah. It's it's just. There, there's always there's always baffling shit going on at Chelsea, but why did they ever get rid of Thomas Tuchel, mate? Do you reckon he saw it? Do you reckon he felt it coming, and that's why he was like, "Fuck this." Mm, I think, I, I reckon it must be so hard to work underneath Todd Bowley. I think, I, I I'd be very surprised if Pochettino had much of a say in these players that have been coming in because they're just because the sheer amount of them. 
Yeah. Um, it's the same as the last two windows they've had where it's just been just signing players, just, yeah, just buying, just buying players for a laugh, it seems like, or just getting them before someone else gets them. Yeah. But half the players they've signed, probably some of the top, most of the top four players wouldn't even bother, they wouldn't be interested in. Yeah. It's weird that the one that everyone, like, the signing Enzo Fernandez was probably seen as a bit of like, whoa, Enzo Fernandez. Yeah. And Caicedo was, whoa, Caicedo. And obviously there's a couple of windows. Mudrick was, whoa, Arsenal really wanted him. They splashed all this money on him. And then Cole Palmer was like, oh, Cole Palmer. But <laughs> a real bad man has probably been there. He's probably been one of their best signings. He looks really good, man. Like I watched um, I watched the Everton game. He had a good, he had a good chance. It just strikes the ball so clean, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got a proper nice left foot on him. Um, it really reminds me of Sarah. I can't put my finger on it. Uh, Rooney? Uh, Beckham? <laughs> How great when he um, scored against United and didn't celebrate. Yeah, that was respect. That was respect. <laughs> okay, come to the theatre, Carl. Get yourself out of that shit hole and get yourself to the theatre. Buy a hand off for him now, wouldn't you? Mate, the theatre. The theatre of nightmares. Yeah, I would buy my hand off for him. Obviously, I didn't watch. Didn't get to watch the three o'clock kickoff on Saturday because that's illegal to watch there, so there's no option to watch it anywhere. But of course, I got pissed on. Got absolutely pissed on by a Bournemouth side, and the, the, this is the analysis that keeps coming up, and I feel like it's it's so true. Is what we are. We we're, we're like Chelsea are the most batshit club I know. We're like the just slightly less batshit, but still mentally batshit club. We were so good on Wednesday, and you could see what we were trying to do, and then. You come against a manager like Iriola, who's just started to turn things around, and you can see what Bournemouth want to do, and you cannot see you. And they played us off the park. It could have been six. Like it was uh, the fourth. I, like the fourth goal. The fourth goal. I. It's harsh. It's, it's fourth goal is very harsh as well. It probably should have been four. Um, Ten Hag, manager of the month, and then like that happens. Like it's. It's. It gets to a stage now where I'm just like, I just have, whenever, like, you know when you watch Villa, you have an inkling of what's going to happen, right? So yeah. you're like, you're like, yeah, win, home, win. <laughs> or you have games where you feel more confident or anything like that. I go in, I, I, like, going into tonight's game against Bayern Munich, uh, we could feasibly win 2-1 or we could feasibly lose 10-1. And I've got no, and it's, but it's not, but that's obviously Bayern Munich, that's slightly different. I feel like that every single game we go into. There's no, even, Bournemouth at home, you would think, oh, confident win, yeah, Bournemouth home, yeah, that, yeah, I know they've been in good form, but it's Man United. No idea. And, I had no idea what would happen. And when I, when we lost 3-0, I was almost like, wow, it's, no, it's also no surprise. Yeah, I think that's a sign of a good manager, not a great manager. Like, so the only way I'm just trying to think now, like managers that we've had in the past, I always compare them to Emery because obviously Emery's like the the benchmark for like top manager in for Villa anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a manager that you go into a game, you have you go one way or the other. Dean Smith is like the first manager that springs to mind. You yeah. can go out and you go, you can go and beat Liverpool. You can go beat City. Or then you could go and get absolutely battered like five or six nil and defence all over the shop. So like, yeah, I don't I don't think he's good enough for Man United. I don't think he's gonna turn it around and I don't think he should probably be afforded the time. And to be honest with you, like you said previously on the last podcast, who do you get? I think you should probably, like most well run clubs do, be looking at a replacement already. But I don't think they are. I think they'll probably just go they'll wait for another bad result and they'll it'll be a shotgun sign in 
signing sh- Shotgun Sackin, and then they'll just get like fucking Michael Carrigan into the end of the season. Mate, I, I then, honestly, I was reading a list of people that Man United could go and get, and it was Zidane, Michael Carrick, <laughs> uh, Graham Potter, Graham Potter. Mate, three times Champions League winner, was it four times Champions League winner? Great, um, Zinedine Zidane or Michael Carrick, who is managing Middlesbrough in the Championship, struggling to string together two wins on yeah. the bounce. Kieran McKenna makes more sense than fucking Michael Carrick, but anyway, but obviously I don't want Kieran McKenna. And then it was like I can't remember the other one. The other one was like um, it was something stupid. It was something like Didier Deschamps or something like that. And you're like, <laughs> Didier Deschamps is very clearly not the manager we need. If if he if like I've said it before, if he were, I don't want him to go unless we have a better replacement there. And I I, I don't I I, I do genuinely slightly feel for him because I don't think because he's this is this is where it's like oh well you've spent all this money and he got all of these players yeah he did get all of these players right and I, and I agree but I think that like that I think Mount obviously being injured the whole in time I don't rate Mount anyway but Mount being injured the whole entire time doesn't help I think he wanted Mount to do what McTominay's doing at the moment and hasn't been able to no Casemiro and no Martinez for the majority of the season who I know Casemiro wasn't great uh, when he played this season but they were our two there were two of our best players. None of our attack, none of our wingers or strikers have scored at home since May. Sancho was the last one to do it. That doesn't help him. Anthony being Anthony getting the allegations against Anthony. The, obviously, the whole Sancho situation, which again, I can't believe that there's any support for Sancho. I find it absolutely baffling that there's any support for Sancho at all. He's 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 in the wrong. And the fact that Matic came out in the week and said, yeah, he was usually late to training. He's just so, like, he's in the wrong. There's probably other stuff, there probably are other things going on that we'll never know about. But also, Ten Hag showed his man management skills last year where he just gave him three months off to sort of sort his shit out. And then, that was that was his chance. He, he gave him his three months to sort of sort his shit out. He came back, he looked better, and then he's fucked around again. Like so, he ha- like I'm sorry, but you have to back your manager. I think if you don't back your manager, you, it's just a sign of weakness. But end of the day, Ratcliffe's going to come in, and Ratcliffe's going to sack him. I think. And I I don't I like I said I don't think I want that, but Ratcliffe's going to come in, and he's going to sack him. Like that. That's what will happen. I do, yeah, I do feel sorry for him. I don't think I, I don't think he's good enough for Man United based on what, like the matches we've seen. Yeah. But I don't think his job's made any easier by the whole circus that's going on at Man United. You need, yeah. you do need support from the from the top. Like if it's not all there, if it hasn't got the structure in place, is is only so much you can do. But on a match day, you feel like you should be able to manage games better. If he should be able to manage games a lot better than he does. Hundred percent agreed. I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's flawless, and I'm not saying he's doing a brilliant job. I, I think he's doing an okay job, but I don't. But there's no one out. But there's no one else who I can see who I want to come in. And it's 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 the same old story. We Man United have a two year cycle where someone has a good year, and then we just don't push on, and we're shit the year afterwards. Happened the second season after Mourinho. Happened after Ollie's first season. It's happened in this season. Happened after Van Hal's first season. Van Hal's first season. We got back into the Champions League. Second season, shit. It's it's a consistent pattern and. The, the videos will come around about Ranić saying the club needs 10 new players. The videos will do the rounds of Mourinho saying second Man United is one of my greatest achievements. But there obviously is something underlying that people just don't... That people love. And like I'm not being funny. I'm a Man United fan, but I 100% fucking get it. Like If I supported anyone other than Man United, I would be pissing myself at how things are. 
Like I'd be absolutely like I'm loving how things like I don't I won't say I'm loving, but I I laugh at Chelsea and I kind of enjoy Chelsea's demise in the same sense of I understand why people enjoy, enjoy Man United's demise. Um, right, we also just I don't want to talk about us anymore. Let's we also need to apologize. <laughs> we also need to apologize to Sheffield United, who he said we might get. I think it was no, like a nine or no. <laughs> you need to apologize, to Sheffield United. What did I say at the end of the last podcast before you put me into so much pressure that I had to buckle? <sighs> You said Sheffield United are, f- are fucking crap and stupid. That's what you said. I laughed at the minus 30 goal difference. Yeah. But did I say they're going to be up for it? And were they yeah. up for it? Yes, they were. 1 0. Yeah. What a result. What a goal, by the way. What a goal as well. Squeamer. Absolutely spanker. Yeah, great goal. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not apologising. Sheffield United still go down. Sheffield United still go down. I'm have to clip that one up, mate. I, wait, clip it up. I, wait, clip I, it. Chef I United think they still got a good chance. Who's mm. who's what? Who's right? Burnley, Luton, Burnley, Luton. Oh yeah. To be fair, Burnley, Burn, even Luton, and even Luton I, I can, I, 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 I don't know why I still think I can see Burnley turn it around more than I can see Luton turn it around. Dude, I honestly don't. I, I can. I think Luton. Are, Luton will out of those three. Right, so you're backing up your point even more then that Chef, you were going down. Mm. Forest. Yeah, Forest could go down. I think if Forest fuck it with Steve Cooper, I could see them going down. Yeah, but I think if Forest fuck it with Steve Cooper, they'll go and get Lopetegui. I think. It, I think if I think if if Cooper goes from Forest, they'll go and get Lopetegui, and if they get Lopetegui, Where have you seen that. I uh, well, I just a hunch more than anything. Yeah, just a hunch because he's turned down quite a few jobs because he wants to come back to stay in the Premier League. And I don't think I think Nottingham Forest is an attractive job for a manager because this is like a sleeping giant and you get loads of money. Mm. He took the Wolves job. Do you know what I mean? Like I think he, I think he'd take the Nottingham Forest job. So if he comes in, as much as I rate Steve Cooper, I think that keeps him up. Palace have got too much to go down, and Cooper will probably go Palace. And Cooper's a good manager and would be a good fit there. So like. It's Chef. You were down. I think. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're down. I think they're down. <sighs> I don't know. That win at the weekend is massive. Still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a, again, it is a massive win. But it's Brentford who aren't great. Aren't particularly great away from home. One nil. Do you know what I mean? It was not like it's not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I think. If you're looking at the res- yeah, it's just on Forest. They've got Spurs next. He could, he could, he could probably go this week. We sorry, we need to, we need to just talk about Spurs. They were outstanding on Sunday. They were outstanding on Sunday, right? They were. What I love about them is, and it's so easy to to like, they're just pure entertainment. They are, they are fucking mental, but they are very, they they're good at what they do, and I think they'll probably come in a, somewhere between fourth and seventh. I don't know where between fourth and seventh, which is probably more or less where they should be, but. I I would much rather, as a fan, come fourth or seventh watching that as opposed to watching Conte's football. And, and I, I, do you know who I'm going to apologise to? Who I'm going to send a, an apology out to after the Sheffield United thing is Pedro Porro. Fuck me! Mate. I thought, mate, I thought he was <laughs> crap. I thought he was Malo Gusto. <laughs> 
But he was, mate. He's fuck. He was quality on the weekend. He he looks like a centre midfielder. Do you know? Yeah. He drops. He dropped in for you know. I think it's when Son wins the penalty. Yeah. Which, by the way, I fucking hate those penalties, man. When they leave the leg in and he's barely yeah. made contact with him, he's already going down before he's even touched him. I think. Oh, I hate those. Um, yeah, I could definitely see them. I I I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll finish, finish in the top four. Yeah. I think top four will stay as it is. Um. I think it'll be out of United, Newcastle and Spurs for that fifth place. And then I can't see Brighton, West Ham or Fulham challenging challenging that three for, for, for fifth. Um, yeah, I think, I, I, yeah, I don't know, Spurs, they, they might get into the top four at the expense of maybe Villa, but I can't see it. I think I think we're too good to, to drop out. Yeah, I agree. Are you, you, yeah, you are too good. Um, right before we wrap, sort of wrap this things up, there's just a few more things I just want to just go through quickly around the continent. I want to talk about a few things on the continent. All right, and I don't know. Go there's on, a little, what are you going to say? There's a little somebody. There's a little somebody I just want to mention. I want to talk know, about it as well. There's a little somebody I want to mention. He's fucking done. It. He's done it again. <laughs> little bastard. Mate, he's so good, man. I, I I don't think what I said previously about him not being in that England squad ahead of Kane I, I honestly I still stand by that I think he is going to be so important in the summer yeah the, the celebration as well The se- by the way we're talking about Jude obviously the celebration oh, yeah. as well <laughs> where he blows where he like blows the kiss to the Betis fans and stuff like that I was like oh you are the fucking best I know they drew one all but well, you are the fucking best um, mate sticking with La Liga as well obviously the Hirona result 4-2 against Barca that uh, is is it, flying, is, it, is it that Jude's that good or the league is just piss? Nah, I think I think Jude is that good, but also the league is is piss. Um, right, so it's a I mix think, of the two. Yeah, but Hero is it Hirona? Girona. Yeah, Hirona. 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 Ah, of there course. There you go, Duolingo. And my seventeen day streak coming in coming in handy there. Um, Me and you completed a friend request, friend quest the other day as well. I saw that. Hundred days, wasn't it? Mate, nah, there's like a thing, it was like um it was like Dono has sent you a request to do this and I accepted it. Maybe you didn't Mate, send it, but I got on. I normally just bash it at like six AM, just woke up or yeah, like yeah. just before I'm going to bed. Um so I've no idea what a friend what a friend quest is. Yeah. Um, That's good. The yeah, the the Hirona result is fucking quality, man, but also I can't really like them because they're Man City's feeder club, so Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> one of them, isn't it? Also only one they're, Go on. Go on. No, 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 go You're going to say what I'm going to say, in which case, like, if they qualify for the Champions League next season, they're going to have to sell the club. No? What the fuck? Is that actually true? You can't... Yeah, you can't have the two ownerships in the same competition at the same time. So Villa qualified for the um, Conference League and so did Vittorio Guimaraes and then yeah. they had to basically um, reduce their shares in Vittorio so that Ooh. they weren't... It wasn't like a conflict of interest, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Well... So, that, so that'll happen to Girona if they qualify. Well, it'll be good if Girona the leave the City group. They win and then leave the City group straight away. Um, the one th- the one thing I am going to say that I'm happy about Girona is not the City group side of it. Is One, that's more of a Leicester story. But Daily Blind's player now, and I love Daily Blind's. Daily, also, da- Lush Kits. Yeah, Lush Kit. Yeah, yeah, Lush Kit. So but nice. Daily- Daily Blim winning the league there and winning La Liga would be unreal. I would rate that. Um, the other the the other things are 
Did you see the Lewis Muriel back heel for Atalanta? Oh my How old god! Is Lewis Muriel, mate. He is like he is like the ultimate. Right, he is he is the September the twenty second ultimate team player, isn't he? He's the player that you're like, right? He's got eighty seven pace. He's a seventy six. <laughs> I'm gonna put him in my ultimate team for the first week, and then your text mates, mate. This Lewis Muriel's unreal on FIFA. <laughs> Never use him again after his first couple of days. He used to be so good on um, career mode as well. Yeah, mate. I don't know how old he is. He must be quite old. Um, but his back heels class and Pavaletti as well. Pavaletti's goal yesterday uh, for Cagliari. And um, I'm actually Googling it now. He is 32. He's not that old. I thought he'd be like 37. Pavaletti's overhead kick yesterday as well for Cagliari to win it in the 98th minute as well was quality. Um, and just one more thing which kind of leads on a little bit. There's a kind of linked to the person we're talking about that fucking owner coming and punching a ref yesterday like what the fuck man like that's disgraceful it, that? it's, it is a disgrace but it's like or it's 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 surreal like how is that I saw a video of the president of Turkey calling him earlier while he's in bed in hospital in like a neck brace and stuff like that it's not like a little cat slap as well is it like he's fucking he's absolutely walloped him little prick how are you behaving like that in front of all those cameras like you must be a right fucking arsehole behind, behind closed doors I hope he gets a I hope he gets a lifetime ban from football he's resigned he's resigned from his role um, and he probably still wears tap out t-shirts as well so fucking yeah, fucking daft idiot right well that is the end of the week in football if you um, if you haven't already like subscribe follow tiki tockies Instagrammies. <laughs> oh no, we didn't talk about Liverpool. I don't want to talk about Liverpool. Do you want to yeah, talk about Liverpool? Sure. Um, I want to talk about that really awkward chest bump that Klopp did with his assistant after the Harvey Elliott goal. Ugh. See that? Yeah. It was giving me like um, Jude Bellingham, Jordan Henderson vibes when they press heads together. It was like it was like Klopp kind of wanted to go for it, but his assistant was like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about Liverpool because I actually think they could win the league now. I'm not going to change who I said will, but I think they could win the league, which is fucking annoying. And the sign of, and the, also just actually, I'm going to say on it, that's a sign of an outstanding manager is the fact that they could go and win the league because last year they were dog shit. So rather than being dog shit last year, like if they, they don't need another year of transition before they really push again, they've just gone and pushed. Yeah, yeah. Also, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite on the Liverpool thing as well. <laughs> do, you know I, do you know what I hate? No, do you know what I hate? Because we actually spoke about this last week is Salad, Salad's not doing, Salad's actually not having a good season even though he's scoring all these goals. Yeah, doesn't matter. Does not matter. Trust me. It does not matter if he's playing particularly well, if he's doing any like Traveller crosses or anything that you can put on your TikToks. He is scoring. He is efficient as fuck and that is the most important thing. He's scoring shit loads of goals. So you could, if you could have Salah scoring 25 goals or a pretty nifty looking winger that scores 10 or like a Riyad Mahrez scoring 10, I would take Salah every day of the week and if you didn't, you're clueless in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah. Sorry, right. That was the thing I want to bite off. Right. This is us. So, um, hope you've enjoyed the week in football. The podcast about our player will be coming out tomorrow. We're still not going to reveal it. Follow us on at MateHGW. Like, subscribe, give us five stars if you've enjoyed it. Donna's doing the silly little ticky tockies. I'm doing the silly little Instagram posts. We are absolutely gar at So, uh, enjoy and we will, yeah, hopefully, you'll hopefully be listening to us again tomorrow. Love you so much. Bye.